I want to ask you about Chase Winovich. He obviously uh, has an impressive motor show that again last night. Makes lots of plays, but uh, to make those plays and maintain discipline within the scheme of your defense, especially uh, for a younger player in the league. Well, I think that's what we're all trying to do defensively is to be aggressive but understand the responsibilities of the defense and uh, be accountable for those responsibilities and uh, but at the same time, be able to take advantage of opportunities to um, you know, be disruptive, make tackles, and you know, so forth. So that's that's a work work in progress for all of us, and and uh, guys, you know, understanding um, and getting comfortable playing with each other, and you know, having a familiarity with communication and uh, how they're going to react to certain uh, things that they see. So we're we're all working through that on defense. If I could follow up, how much of that, um, if you could break it down, comes in the film room, and how much of that teaching uh, comes on the field in practice? Yeah, that's a great question, Mike. They go hand in hand, um, and it's probably a little bit different for each player and maybe each situation. Um, sometimes you can cover things in the film room very clearly other times it's not as clear sometimes once you see it on the field it all comes together and so um, we use both and probably always will continue to use both um, you don't always have time to cover everything on the field so that's one of the values of the film rooms you can get some things covered um, in a meeting that you might not be able to get everything done on the field, but you know, then you have to go back and review some things on the field to make sure you have them right. So it's, it's all part of the te teaching process, something that we have to just try to you know, use our time as efficiently and the best that we can to get those things um, corrected and communicated to the team and the, and the individual players. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, next question, Doug Kide, and I'll ask you, uh, anyone else on the call to hit five star if you want to ask a question. Uh, good morning, Bill. Hi, Doug. Uh, after you guys drafted Byron Coward, uh, Nick Asari said that he was probably more of a run player. Has his pass rush ability surprised you at all? Uh, well, in the, in the college scheme, I don't think he, there was that he played in Maryland. Um, I wouldn't say there were a lot of a lot of pass rush situations that um, it, was, it was a little hard to evaluate that. So I, you know, again, you can only go on what you see, and probably seventy-five percent of the plays, maybe more, that he played were either running plays or running situations. So, um, but he he's done all we've asked him to do. So that's the main thing. He's he's done all we've asked him to do. He's he needs to get better at everything, the running game, the passing game, um, recognition, reaction, and so forth. So um, we'll just you know, continue to work with him like, and all the other players. And you know, he's a young player that works hard. Hopefully he'll continue to improve like he has uh, since we got him here in May. One more question. Uh, Kelvin Munson has looked pretty active in the run game. What traits does he have that puts him in position to compete for a spot? Uh, well, Calvin's got um, some experience, and you know, he's a smart player, an instinctive player. 
Um, and he, he had some production. Great, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, next question, Mike Giardi. And again, I'd ask for anyone to hit five star that wants to ask a question. Go ahead, Mike. Morning, Bill. A Hi, question Mike. about question about the interception that Hoyer threw. It just from a football perspective, is was Braxton supposed to come flatter on that route, or was that just Brian was behind him and that was that? Uh, well, we you know we didn't make a good play, and and Logan. You know, made a good play, made a good play on the ball. So it was a good play by Logan, um, you know, and, and not a good play by us. Next question will be Zach Cox, followed by Mike Petraglia. Hey, Bill. Uh, last night was obviously the first time we've seen Isaiah win out on uh, in a game situation in, in quite a while. Just what were your impressions of, of how he fared out there? Um, well, it's good to get Isaiah out there. Um, I think he played around 15 plays or so, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, so we'll we'll just we'll build on that. Um, we'll see where, where we are next week for the Carolina game and and going forward. But it was good to have him out there, and um, we'll just take it from here and you know, see how it goes. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, next question, Mike Petragria. Bill, um, I wanted to ask you about something Tom has talked about a lot in the past, and that is uh, mental reps. And uh, cameras caught Patrick Chung kind of getting involved uh, in uh, communication, signal calling, what have you, on the sidelines with Marcus Covington. I'm curious if, um, if that's something that the player volunteers to do spontaneously or if it's something that, um, you know, is discussed earlier in the week and how that comes about to, when a player like Patrick Chung uh, gets involved in the communication on the sideline. Well, I think a lot, uh, hopefully all the players are involved in it when they're units uh, on the field. So we try to make sure that everybody gets the calls. Um, you know, they, they should be able to identify the situation themselves, you know, the down and distance field position and, um, end of the half type situations, two minute and things like that. But we try to get them the, the call that we've made, um, whatever whatever it is we're running on offense, defense, special teams, so that they can uh, watch their position and, and watch the play and, uh, you know, mentally, hopefully, uh, that they are mentally reacting the way that they would want to react in the game. Um, so if, if they were actually in their plane. So that, that's the idea of that. Um, I think a lot of our guys are doing that. I mean, I can't speak for every individual guy, of course, but you know, we had a lot of guys that are, were involved. But, you know, every, that's what everybody should be doing is hearing the call and watching their position and watching the play and reacting mentally and having a situation awareness of what to do based on uh, the specifics of that particular situation. Great. Thank you. Hi, Bill. Uh, this is Rich Thompson from Boston Herald. I'll just comment on what you're okay. trying to get done with, with this short week, with uh, two days of preparation for uh, Carolina. Uh, well, first thing is to uh, give the players an opportunity to uh, rest and, and recover from uh, the hard and good week that we had in uh, Tennessee. 
Um, we, we played a lot of football down there uh, on Wednesday and Thursday's practice and then last night uh, in the game and kind of in spurts. Um, you know, offensively, we ran a lot of plays in the second half and defensively, we were on the field for a lot of plays in the first half. So I think that those uh, kind of more intensive stretches, um, you know, challenged us in some physical ways um, and mentally too. Um, in terms of communication and fundamental execution when, you know, when we're a little fatigued. But so that's a big part of it is to rest and recover from that. Then, uh, as you said, to get ready to go on a short week against Carolina. Um, we'll go through the Tennessee film and uh, make some corrections and adjustments and uh, try to clean up some things that happened last night um, and then move on on a, you know, the preparation on a, short week that we have for Carolina. This will be similar to uh, because the players are off today. Uh, when they come in tomorrow, uh, that Monday to Thursday window is the same one that we'll have later in the regular season. Uh, so that'll give us a good opportunity to kind of, uh, as players, coaches, and just everybody, uh, to, to work in a short week schedule and, and try to you know, prioritize and get things, get the things done that we need to do, similar to what we'll have to do uh, a couple months from now. So, yes, the Giants game, I believe. That's right. So um, it's a kind of a similar situation to that from a preparation standpoint. I mean, we have to prepare for the game. We just have to do it in a different amount of time, and that's the exact amount of time that we'll have to work with uh, this week. So we'll try to take advantage of that. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome, Rich. No problem. Um, we're going to take one last question here. Um, Evan Lazar. Go ahead, Evan. Hey, Bill. I just uh, wanted to ask you, now that the practices go from being open to the public and a little bit more training camp setting to closed, uh, what, what changes for you guys just as coaches and what you want to get done in these practices now that you know, as media and the fans are, are not out there watching? Uh, well, I, I don't think it's really about the, the media and the fans right now. Um, we're just at a different point than we were three weeks ago when we started training camp. Um, so where we are now and where we were um, at those previous times is just significantly different. We're, we're closing in on the start of the regular season. Um, we need to We need to start to do things to prepare for um, the opener and and the opening games in the start of the season and the 16 regular game regular season schedule. So the, the priorities and the um, structure of what we do is is a lot different than what it was uh, back in the spring or or what it was early in training camp. Um, we're still in an evaluation process, but uh, we've already had a, a lot of opportunities to evaluate our, our players and, and how our team is starting to come together. We, we have a long way to go. I'm not saying that, but we know a lot more than we did three weeks ago or two months ago back in May. So um, we'll, I'd say the priorities for us are a lot different than, than what they what they were. It doesn't really have anything to do with the, the fans being there or not. We have to We have to take care of what our needs are. Um, you know, regardless of whether the fans are 
in the stands or not. Thanks, Bill. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you.